Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Kia ora, good morning and welcome into SENZ Breakfast with Izzy and Ricardo. It is a Monday morning and uh, always doing well to be with us, doing well to be awake. Israel Dag, uh, <laughs> late night flight to get home. Oh mate, I was only in Adelaide, felt like I travelled to Las Vegas and back. Um, <laughs> yeah, I only got back at um, midnight last night. Look, honestly, love you in New Zealand, don't get me wrong, but I don't think I've caught an, uh, a flight lately in the last year or so that has been on time. We're an hour and a half delayed. Wow. So we left Auckland 10 o'clock and get back till 20 past 11. Got home and bed at 12 and couldn't sleep till at least one-ish. Yeah. Then the alarm went at 4.40 and I was like, oh, was <laughs> No. And I got a hell of a fright. But um, yeah, no, it was good. Good to be good to be back. There's been plenty happening, so I'm just quickly getting up to date with with what's been going on because oh yeah, I was over in Adelaide for a couple of days doing some work for South Australia Tourism, which was a special place. Have you been to Adelaide? No, never been to South Australia. Mate, what a spot. Yeah, it was it was my first trip to, to Adelaide and um got to do it all. We jam packed pretty much everything you should do in about four days and ate my way through South Australia. Look, I jumped on the scales, I was like, Ooh, you're a kilo and a heavy kilo and a half heavier. So uh back on the back on the diet. But basically went over there to promote the British and Irish Lions tour um next year. Right. It's gonna, there's a game actually taking place at Adelaide Oval. So I caught up with Drew Mitchell. Um, former Wallaby played a plenty against Drew, and there's a game at the Adelaide Oval, which is the combined New Zealand Australia 15 that take on um, the, the British and Irish Lions. And it's an interesting game because that game is going to be played, I think it's a week out from the first test. Yeah. So that painted the picture of, well, basically, this is going to be a whole lot of top New Zealand players playing with bench maybe club players from Australia but it's an awesome initiative they actually played it once in 1989 I think it was the first time they had a combined team from New Zealand Australia there's only probably two two Kiwis I think right they were a part of that so yeah it's, uh, it's an interesting format so I went over there and Adelaide Oval what a spot Man, it was awesome. Got to walk around the roof and uh, did the big tour and stayed at a, uh, stayed actually at the Adelaide Oval. There's a hotel attached to it and got to eat breakfast watching all the, the groundsmen go out there and do their work. It's a pristine um, ground, a great cricketing ground. Like they said, Donald Bradman stands, um, you know, all the great AFL players and cricketers are all part of it. So, yeah, that was basically me for five days and now I'm back to reality. And I'm probably sounding a bit crook because that whole time I was blocked up and crook as hell. 
And um, I don't want to say it, but probably had COVID. Oh, mate, it's, it's all the, uh, <laughs> what do you call it? It's all the aircon, isn't it? The aircon plays, plays havoc. It's on well, the plane got, in the hotel, on the plane back. Yeah, probably. I got there and I was zaky as hell, but um, I got through it. And um, it was an awesome couple of days, but back into this, mate, and um, good to be back on the show because there was plenty happening on the week. How was your week last week? You know, my first question is, yeah, because I was away, yeah, does Dagger's donation get up? Uh, no, it didn't. You'll, oh. be, you'll be pleased to know. We were, we were, we were like, oh, come on, let's get one. Out. Well, Izzy's away, but uh, no, it horribly, horribly fell over. We uh, we actually had a couple of different. Um, uh, a couple of different bets, eh, Robbie, that we were like, oh, this will definitely happen. Yeah, this looks like a good bet. Didn't go close. I think uh, <laughs> one of them, because uh, we ended up doing two. Because there mm. was no afternoon show, we did a second one on Friday because the first one um, uh, <laughs> fell over so quickly. So we did, we did the first one on Thursday. <laughs> was uh, Simon had texted through, and it was on a couple of different uh, Champions League games. And it was both teams mm. to score, Bayern to win and PSG to win. And uh, yeah, Bayern had a man sent off early and ended up losing the game. So that, like, oh, and, wow. And that was so by two hours after we'd done it, a bit was dead. And so we thought, <laughs> we'll do it again. And then uh, uh, we had, uh, and then on Friday night, because we had Dane Gagai to score, try, anytime try scorer, 375, yep. uh, didn't score a try. Kicked a goal, didn't <laughs> score a try. So, uh, yeah. So it ain't me. It ain't me, everyone. There no. you go. I'm not the only stopper here. Hey, eh? fifty percent oh, of the pie. I've got to say, my Friday bet came in. My, but the, okay. the one on the Friday that came in. Robbie's might come in. We're just waiting on that. Mm. But uh, yeah, it's fair to say, uh, Steve Devine has got some great stopping power. He's only a small <laughs> bloke, but boy, he can stop a truck. <laughs> <laughs> oh, awesome, mate! Good to hear. good to not good to hear for Alice. I know you're loving it. You're loving it. I want to get you paid. I want to see someone. Get paid, and uh, speaking of getting paid, well, Imperatory is on the weekend, ninth Group 1. We've got Opie Boston coming up at 8.40 to talk about that. Uh, great ride in the Black Caviar Lightning Stakes. Sixth time, uh, sixth uh, straight in Australia, ninth Group 1, amassing over $6 million in group prize money um, and stakes money so he's going to come on and talk to us about that at 8.40 I'm looking forward to that yeah no it should be great mate and also uh, all this week uh, the plan is to have somebody from the coaching group of every super rugby franchise in New Zealand uh, on the show and uh, we start that today with Dan Perrin your old teammate out of the Crusaders he's now the forwards coach at the Crusaders <laughs> so he's going to come on just after after seven I've had a bit of a, a, a rocky preseason they got touched up by the Highlanders actually the Highlanders have had a really good preseason. They gave the hi- the Hurricanes a touch up. They came from uh, down at halftime against Moana Pacifica to win that. So they've actually won three on the bounce in preseason. The Highlanders. I don't remember the last time the Crusaders have beaten the Highlanders in that Farmers Cup. I, I think for the last five years we've lost every game, and it's been a- it's been a struggle. And you have to look at the kind of the squad that played that game. None of them will probably be starting that first round. But well done to the Hollanders. Like this, this is a young outfit, inexperienced as hell, and they're showing guts and determination, and, and absolutely put the Crusaders to the sword. So yeah, looking forward to hearing from Dan Perrin and, and get an update on the squad as well, because rumours are circling that it's there's a, there's a few little niggles mm. going through the Crusaders. If you have to look at the Super Rugby preseason, the team that's really stood out would have to be the Hollanders, but also the Blues. Mm. I, th- I think the Blues have, have shown 
well, consistency. They've shown unity within the group. And under Vern Cotter, um, you know, they've had a bit of an, a mishap with Jason and Halloran having to go down or step aside, step away because of medical reasons. That allows Tony Brown to come in. But it sounds like a happy camp. It looks like a happy camp. Yeah, yeah, it does at the moment. Are you hearing good mm. things out of out of the Blues? I mean, they they, they lost Paddy Tupolodu, obviously, which was a big blow. And we thought, oh, you know, how how big is that? But Dalton Papali's taken over captaincy. They've gone well. They mm. uh, they beat the Chiefs pretty handily um, on Friday as well in their final warm up game. So yeah, now it's looking good. And I was just looking at that team list. You're right for the Crusaders. I mean, they had Joe Moody on the bench and Noah Hotham mm. and uh, Corey Callow on the bench. But other than that, I didn't recognise many of the names. And in the starting fifteen, I knew the first, I knew the front row uh, and Sevu Reese. Other than that, there were a lot of guys that I, uh, who were very fringy. I mean, Tamaiti mm. Williams, Brody McAllister, Fletcher Newell as a front row. You go, okay, that's that's a good front row. Yep. But behind that, there's a lot of young guys that they they're obviously trying out and seeing who's got what. Yeah, in comparison to when they travelled over the UK, that is a totally different squad. Like you, you have to imagine. Remember, they just got back, so they're allowing players to find their feet again. And you know, you, when you're slogging away throughout a preseason, and a lot of these players that played on the weekend were slogging their guts out, and now they had an opportunity to go out there, and well, they got their opportunity and probably didn't take it up against a pretty full strength side from the Highlands. You you have to look to that squad and and look to the first game. There won't be too much change there. So, um, you know, well done to the Hollanders, but the Crusaders, you, you just, I know fan base and supporters won't buy too much into that. I was reading a few of the comments on social media and there was a little bit of tongue-in-cheek out there, but I think the diehard fans understand that uh, the real season's just around the corner and you have to say, up against a Chiefs squad who have been surprisingly pretty poor. Yeah, well, I, th- I, th- I mean, like, you know, the game against the Blues... Uh, mm. I, I think it's one thing, but the way they got touched up in that first game in Japan was the was yeah. a real surprise to me. Yeah, totally. Like that game against Panasonic Wild Knights, you think they're, they're the top side in Japan at the moment, but they just dismantled them relatively easily. And then only just getting up, I think it was against the Kubota Spears, and they had a chance to win it in the end. So, yeah, they're kind of limping through, but Clayton McMillan. He wouldn't be concerned. The first outings coming up against the Crusaders, and Luke Jacobson's already come up, and come out, and said that uh, there's a bit of hunger there and desire to to prove a point in that first game. And what a way to start Super Rugby! We're right here, and um, I'm really looking forward to it starting. And then in NRL yesterday down in Christchurch, yeah. you had the Waz at a sold out stadium. We've got Andrew Webster coming up after eight as well, so looking forward to chatting to him. Um, but mate. You know, you have to say a pretty solid effort going down by two points. Yeah, especially considering they played with 12 men for 60 minutes, right? Mm. So that made a big difference. But you were away last week. While you were away last week, we had Frank Endicott on to talk Mm. about this game. And we, you know, I said, you remember last year, uh, Kempe talked about the Southern Bears as a possibility, right? NRL expansion, right? So. We just we were, we were talking about this, and I said to Frank, you know, uh, is New Zealand ready for a second NRL franchise? Um, you know, North Sydney Bears are keen to get involved. He's like, oh, you must be talking to the right people. You must have heard some things. And then I was like, what? And then so he pretty much confirmed the North Sydney Bears and Canterbury Rugby League were in partnership. <sighs> I know um, Andrew Webster got um, probed yesterday about it. 
and uh, maybe we'll do some more probing. I don't think he'll be a fan. But you have to say, after selling out, and you'd, you'd constantly sell out a Warriors game down in the Christchurch, uh, down in the Canterbury mm. region. Like, there is fandom here, down here. They love it. And you'd have to look to yesterday. It was a sold It was hard to get a ticket. It was probably the hardest place to go get a ticket. And um, you'd have to say it'll work wonders. Um, so Frank Endicott and yourself, and I know Kempe, he's been harping on this for about a year and a half. He was on to something a long time ago. Well, you have to say it's starting to gain a bit of traction here, and I think it'll go great guns, especially with the new stadium. The new stadium that's going to be built in, what, maybe a year or two? Year yeah, or two? well, they talk about 2026 as the, as, the, as the year that they'll start, but apparently there was a story in News Hub after this that suggested there was a, they used the term Hollywood heavyweight who was behind it. So I don't know who that would be, but somebody out of there that, that that wants to get involved in a rugby league team in Christchurch, New Zealand, Hollywood, or well, Australia? I don't know. It didn't say. It just said Hollywood heavyweight, and I was just like, well, you, you think would have like a YTT. Yeah, what? Well, yeah, possibly Tiger, but I mean Christchurch for Tiger. I don't know. Um, I was trying to think. You know, who, Jason Momoa. Jason, well, yeah, yeah, Jason Momoa is a possibility. Hey, loves New Zealand. Tony Kemp's not a Hollywood heavyweight. I know, I know you love him, Robbie, but he's not a Tony Hollywood heavyweight. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that, that did get me thinking. Like, it's like Carl Urban, uh, you know, there's a there's a few there's a few there that could uh, that, that could do it. But anyway, so we'll we'll talk more about that because, as you said, Andrew Webster coming up on the show. Do you reckon Webby wants to know about it? Nah, I don't reckon he does. <laughs> I reckon we leave that to the last thing we ask him. Yeah. <laughs> and Ronnie Hera is also going to join us as well to talk cricket because uh, a lot of cricket news uh, to be had. But but we'll, we'll cover more cricket shortly because there's some big news that came out uh, that happened overnight, Izzy, but let's get to this. Alright, Simply the Best, our Simply the Best for the weekend. Well, there was a lot to look at. Uh, Roger Tuivasa-Sheik's return to rugby league was definitely up there. New Zealand, uh, the Black Caps clinching a Test Series victory over the South Africans for the first time ever. Even though it happened on Friday Friday afternoon, I suppose you could still call that the weekend. So a lot of options, but I have gone with Alia Tapuria knocking out the great Alexander the Great Volkanovsky and taking the UFC heavyweight belt. Man, he was impressive. Volk has easily managed everyone in that division and made it look pretty easy most of the time. But uh, yeah, he was under the pump yesterday. And just as you thought maybe in the second round he was getting back on top, Tapuria's power, man. He just threw a combo, backed Volk up against the fence, and then it was a devastating right hook. This right hook is the, I don't know if you've seen it, but absolutely folded Volk, and it took him ages to get up. You'd have to, I think I landed in Auckland when that happened, and you messaged through and said you're simply the best. I was like, oh no, he won. Um, and then I was like, what happened? And you told me, and I, the first thing that came to my mind was, he hasn't recovered. He hasn't recovered from that last minute um, a, uh, opportunity to step up against Islam Mahakev mm-hmm. and when he got knocked out um, devastatingly and I reckon that's done more damage than probably people realise and, and him taking that, making that decision to do that you never question it but he went in 5 kilos 
heavier than he was last night. Wasn't in condition, wasn't probably mentally there. He was drinking every day when I was doing some reading on it. And goes and puts his health and body at risk and then gets knocked out like that. I honestly think that he is carrying some long-term worries in terms of his brain and his ability to withstand a, a punch. I haven't seen the punch because it's hard when you don't book the fight to see anything because of copyright. They're pretty much all over everything. But oh, that was the first thing that came to my mind. Yeah, I mean, it was, there was a three-punch combo. None of them landed particularly flush, but they backed him up. And then it was after that was the right hook that caught him. Yeah, like it was pretty flush, and it, and it, and it crumpled him. So, um, yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised if I don't know if you quite say he'd call it a day now, but I reckon he's probably, yeah. he probably needs a year off to recover properly. Yeah, I'd say so, a hundred percent. What about Tuperia? Um What is it about everyone that just comes out and calls out Conor McGregor? Oh, well, it's, it's it's this, isn't it? It's just money. It's money. Oh my man, they all just want to fight Connor, mate. Have <laughs> yeah. you seen Connor? You bloody flick him over with your fingernails. Oh man, well I don't know if you'd flick him over with your fingernails, but he certainly—I don't think he'd be going into the deep water. Oh, he <laughs> doesn't look like he's got that sort of conditioning at the moment. That's for sure. <laughs> what about you, mate? What was your simply the best from uh, South Australia for the weekend? What is going on? What is what, Robbie? What is going? What is this? Israel, how is this simply the best? Ah, oh, just sit back and take it all in, Ricardo Ball. I know you. You're a muso, and you appreciate greatness when you hear it and when you see it. My simply the best. Is Taylor Swift continuing to defy odds and selling out the holy stadium that is the MCG? 96,000 screaming fans with an average age of about 14 <laughs> packing out <laughs> the Melbourne cricket ground. And I know you love music and you love the ability to, to do something that defies odds and not many can do and to be able to sell out a stadium once but twice yeah but three times three times over three shows straight in melbourne you just have to sit back and appreciate what taylor swift 14 time grammy winner has been able to do the queen of music taylor swift is my simply the best and you know why i've done that just to really wind you up. <laughs> it's worked. It's worked. Get that off.